the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. I don't want to brag, but I got myself some vitamin D today. I mean, you the, did? Oh, yeah. The sun you was shining. take vitamin D. No, no. I didn't take it. I ran outside. Oh. Oh, okay. I got my sunshine fix. Wow. I mean, for, for about 15 minutes today, the sunshine, as a matter of fact, it might be just about coming down right now. But, yeah, it's good to see the sun today. Well, that's that's exciting. I got all excited that all of a sudden you were oh, like no. you're taking supplements or something. <laughs> no, no, maybe uh, maybe in 2021 I'll turn over oh, a new okay. leaf. Okay, we'll leave that for another time. Right. Why rush it? No, no, turn over a new leaf in 2021 <laughs> with vitamin D. Who needs a multivitamin, people? That's, ah, it doesn't need it. That's John's philosophy on life. Waste your time and money, okay? You're going to flush it out anyway. Kath, as we always do, we get underway with Wednesday's show. Please give us the top four at four. All right, you guys, for Wednesday, December 23rd, Christmas Eve Eve, I give you number one. Well, Monday's a big day. Vaccinations against COVID-19 will begin for some 80,000 people who live in more than 700 nursing homes here in Pennsylvania. Operation Warp Speed, the public-private partnership with the U.S. government, is an unbelievably intricate initiative tasked with getting millions of vaccines to long-term living facilities facilities all over the country. Which facilities get the vaccine and when are details controlled by the Fed and drugstore chains, Walgreens and CVS Health, which have been contracted to administer the shots. Very nice, very nice. Really good news. And number two, speaking of the vaccine, Pfizer and BioNTech will supply the U.S. with an additional 100 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine, according to the Associated Press. The drug makers said Wednesday they expect to deliver all the doses by July 31st in the nearly $2 billion deal. And locally, the first doses of the Moderna vaccine have been received. Heritage Valley, Ken- Heritage Valley Kennedy and Armstrong County Memorial Hospitals were the first in Western Pennsylvania to get it, garnering 2,500 doses, respectively. Very nice. Number three. 2020 has been a hard year on every state in the union, but it looks like New York residents have really had it. New York's population declined more than any state in the nation this year, according to the USA Today. And it looks like they could lose as many as two U.S. House seats, certainly lose one, dropping it from 27 to 26 seats and impacting its clout in Washington. New York has had an exodus over the past decade of about one and a half million people. Listen to this. And about 21 percent of them landed in Florida. (laughs) They moved to Florida. One of 2020's big winners for new residents. But Florida's not in the top spot. The biggest state winner this year was Texas, gaining almost 340,000 new residents. Interesting. Could two places be more different, New York 
and Florida. How about that? Mm. How about people saying, I'm out of here, and for all these reasons, I'm going there? Okay. Probably starts with property taxes. Anyway, number four, we in Pittsburgh get to keep the Christmas tree at the point. According to today's trip, last month's decision to have this be its last year for display has been reversed, in part due to a local petition that I eagerly signed. The State Department of Conservation and Natural Resources at Duquesne Light said today that the 80-foot tree of lights, a tradition since 1988, will return to its spot by the fountain at the point. A few weeks back, representatives of the state announced that it was not in keeping with the historic nature of the park and it would be discontinued. And then there was that thing like we want like a clear view of the Ohio or remember that? Right, right. That was weird. I don't the know. historic anyway, nature. I don't know. The tree got such support that more than 9,000 people signed the petition to keep the Christmas tree. And that is your top four at four. Excellent. Very good. All right. See, the people rise up and say, uh, we demand that uh, things stay the same. I love right? that. Yeah. Okay. So the historic nature of the point, I mean, there were slaughterhouses there. What, what, right? what are we keeping? I mean, we don't have the walls of the fort up, right? right. There were factories there. The people were living there on the very edge of the point. So, right. uh, so, and also one of the uh, one of the problems that were raised were the nature of uh, building the tree and taking the tree down, yeah. as though that was somehow what a problem, messing with the landscape or whatever. Right. Or somehow it was like so, it caught, took so much energy I'm that they sure. couldn't possibly figure out how to do it. It is Duquesne Light after all. And it is yeah. an energy company. So I just feel good about it. Duquesne Light had some really optimistic, like forward-looking statements that they made today. I, really? I feel like the people have spoken. Very good. Forward-looking statements. I thought so. Yeah, all right. Well, because they were saying that, you know, not only is it saved from, you know, certain death this year, but like we're going to embrace the whole thing going forward time. I mean, someone has to embrace some common sense here once in a while don't they for heaven's sake i mean the last thing we need in the middle of a pandemic is someone saying oh by the way we're taking your christmas tree away okay. i guess just bad timing thanks for that are you going to go out and uh drive around and look at christmas decorations you get get that as part of your i have never ever in my life done that never done that never really we used to do that all the time yeah, I know. You mentioned that. I've never yeah. done that. I've never gone to like a light show, like the Ogle Bay thing where you wait in line for 18 hours and yeah. drive around. And I've never done that. That's a that. bit of an exaggeration. I mean, you I know. think it's pretty long. Maybe you can just drive around. Don't you just want to get out of the house a little bit? Yeah, but I don't. Wait, I, can you I hear don't my... know. I just never <laughs> wait, did that. Wait, like, can you hear my dog? Oh, that's Gus. It's Gussie dreaming. Oh, he's sleeping and just having a little statement to make. He's like right next to me. <laughs> hey, Gus, 50,000 watts of dream. <laughs> That's what it is to broadcast from home. Oh, Dog true. is literally, he's right next to my foot. And he's just kind of dreaming away there. So that's Oh, good. that's super cute. Merry Christmas to Gus. How old's yes. Gus, John? Gus is 15. Oh. Mm -hmm. Gus yeah. is a corgi. He is so terrific he's just sweetheart. an a plus dog oh uh, yeah yes yeah took him for a walk in the morning and he's had it the rest of the day whew, that walk just wears him out i know how i feels i mean goodness yeah. i went out to the mall yesterday and came back and felt like i needed a nap <laughs> of course you do
Hey, we got a good show for you we today. We sure do uh, have a good show today. Yeah, we want to go to the phones as well. Uh, we have yeah. not talked to you in a long time. So around 5.30 or so today, we'd like to talk to you about your Christmas plans, what they look like, whether you're staying at home or you're going to have a family in or you're going to go out and be in line for the Christmas lights, 18-hour wait or not. So uh, we look forward to that. We'll also be talking with uh, the Kellers, Tim and Kathy. They'll be on our show at 510. We'll find out what Christmas at the Kellers looks like. Is Kathy, uh, I don't know, is she making anything? She made the whole Thanksgiving feast. Uh, How's Tim feeling and how they're looking at this 2020 holiday different than ever before. And uh, the story of Ruth and the secret to rest. That's uh, 440 today. And in just a couple of minutes, a woman will join us with multiple children at this Christmas season. She's joining season. us with her children? Yeah, well, they may uh, be in the background somewhere. Like Ann Kennedy, mm-hmm. she's one of our favorite guests. Uh, she's got a story to tell always of what it is to be a pastor's wife and raise, I, is it six children? Kara? I think she has six children. Yesterday, we had a man on who had seven children. Huh? Well, I feel left out with only yeah. two. Yeah, me too. Anyway, that's the uh, the ride home with John and Kathy. The Wednesday, it's our, our last live show before Christmas. So stick around for that. We'll be right back. Word FM, W-O-R-D. This week on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie kicks off a series of messages designed to refocus our attention on the real purpose of the holiday. We'll consider why Jesus left the perfection of heaven to visit the imperfection of earth and how it was all part of God's perfect plan. Important insights for Christmas this week on A New Beginning. A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, weekday mornings at 1030 on WORD. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last! See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com promo code FAMILY. Since 1952, Light of Life has been serving Pittsburgh's hurting and homeless, sharing the message of hope with all who come to us for help. I was this broken shell of a woman. I couldn't deal with life. I was afraid. Your compassion and kindness allows Light of Life to restore hope in the hearts of hurting men and women in our community. I truly believe they're the reason why I'm still clean. Please visit lightoflife.org slash give and share a special holiday gift of hope today. This is Greg Trzynski from the Original Mattress Factory. As we enter the holiday season, it's a good time to stop and reflect upon what we're grateful for. Well, this year is very different than what many of us expected. There was a lot of good. Our entire team at OMF wanted to take this opportunity to say thank you for your support. We pledge to continue to provide the highest quality mattresses and great value that you've come to expect from the Original Mattress Factory. We wish you and your family a happy and healthy holiday season and a wonderful new year. 
Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Right now, across America, people are busy, COVID or not, with their Christmas preparations. Some, I would say, more than others. And I would imagine our next guest is extremely busy because she has a very big household. Ann Kennedy is with us and is a regular guest on our show, author of a book called Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn-Out People. Kathy's uh, got a copy of it right now. You can uh, I sure do. I'm going to show it to those of you watching us on Facebook. On the ride home with Johnny Kathy. There it is. There it is. Very nice. Uh, And blogs every day at preventinggrace.com. And a welcome back and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Merry Christmas to you. It's great to be here. Thank you. Always good to be with you, Anne. What is Christmas like? Tell us. I mean, are, are, are you baking furiously? Do you have five trees up? What's happening? Oh, my word. No, not five trees. That you just made me panic. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you failed in your responsibilities so once again. I know. I didn't. I didn't know about five. I have one tree, and no, <laughs> I don't good. bake. Uh, by the grace of God, everybody else in my life bakes, so I don't mm-hmm. bake. That's Very not good. a thing for me. Okay, so and then what's it look like at your house uh, today? I mean, you've got six children and a husband who's a pastor at a church. Uh, you've got to be busy, though, right? I this day has been very busy for me. Yes, I I did get up early. I am. I spent. I was up really late wrapping. I'm wrapping for I don't know ten people. Mm. Um, because my parents are in our household as well. And uh, then I rushed out because I had to find lots and lots of candles. Um, We're trying to do our Christmas pageant for the church in a more socially distanced way, which includes filming it, which means that the lighting is kind of garbage. And for some reason... Somebody decided that it would be really great if we had a lot of candles in one place. Mm. So that meant that I hit like five different stores this morning at, Mm. you know, 830 because it's really hard to find candles. I'm not sure why that is this year. And somebody had a good idea. um, It was a good idea. And then I got home and I, I was texting, I texted with people for about two and a half hours trying to figure out copyright issues for the pageant um because it's yep. live streamed the music is like much more complicated than usual so you right. can sing some things but you can't sing other things and then when i started rapping again i realized or i got another text about the fact that we all forgot about any kind of flowers or poinsettias for the front of the church tomorrow night um, because it's COVID, and for some reason, we didn't think about that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll go back out later, or maybe somebody else will. Oh, gosh. A, I'm not done. I have like seven more hours to go before I complete oh. tonight. 
Oh, so <laughs> wrapping presents for 10 people, uh, the flowers, the copyright, the candles. I mean, when you said I do to your husband, did you ever think that any of this was going to be reality, this whole thing? Well, no, because I, for me, I I had this idea that Christmas was this kind of quiet, um, low-key event. Yeah. Um, you know, in other countries, people don't celebrate Christmas like this. You know, if you celebrate Christmas, it's like you're a minority, and so it's not a big deal. Um, but somehow I've managed to wed all of the church extravaganza of Christmas with also, like, the epic, fun holiday, um, you know, American Christmas together, which mm-hmm. makes it so much more epic. But I, I do have, like, I've, I've discovered a key to being happy during Christmas. Um, is- in past years, as I've wrapped presents for, like, 15 hours, I've listened to, I don't know, stuff like the Pilgrim's Progress or... <laughs> you know, the complete works of St. Augustine. That's not a good way to go. Um, you should just really watch Hallmark movies if you're going to wrap presents. Oh, That's my key. Got it. Got it. Yes. You know, Anne, and I don't know if this will surprise you or not. You know, we have discussed that perhaps we were separated at birth, though, of course, we were born on different sides of, of an ocean in different continents. But I will say this. I've never in my life seen a Hallmark movie. Are you for real? That's Are are you disappointed? Are you disappointed in me? No, I mean, I, I feel like you or me two years ago before I, Mm. you know, I thought this is a part of the American dream that I haven't yet discovered. And I need to, I need to understand who Americans really are. And so I watched, um, like, you know, a bunch of Hallmark movies a couple of years ago. Then I wrote an article you know, trying to justify why Christians should watch Hallmark. And now, three years later, I don't even worry about it. I just go to YouTube and I put them on a loop and I just watch them. They're they're fantastic. Yeah. Okay. And so they're bad. They're really bad. Bad in a good way. Yeah. Like epically bad. So bad that you can just watch them all. Yeah. Wow. I, I agree. I agree. Now, Anne, uh, last month, I think you joined us. You talked about your your, your early upbringing. Of course, you're not a product of, of American culture, especially as a child. Can, can you tell us briefly what a Christmas was like growing up where you were? Well, yes. I um, For me, I mean, Christmas was wonderful. Uh, but the way that you knew that it was Christmas was because of very, very hot, windy, dry, sand from the Sahara Desert would start to blow south with the Harmattan winds. That's how you knew it was getting to be Christmas time. And then Christians in particular would um, be really eager to celebrate Christmas. They would kill a pig and distribute it among everybody in the church as a way of showing um, their uh, freedom in Christ because we lived in a very Muslim area, so we would eat really glorious roast pork, and then the Christians would stay up all night dancing and singing and doing sort of um, Christian plays. Usually not a nativity, but like uh, one year we did a play of Naaman being um, healed of his leprosy, 
uh, or, you know, kind of Old Testament um, sort of drama, which was fun. And um, then all the little kids in the village would go caroling around at, you know, four o'clock in the morning after staying up all night and um, and we'd give them candy. And then, um, you know, uh, Westerners would give each other very small presents uh, sort of surreptitiously um, when nobody was looking. So it was very, very different and delicious very delicious holiday. Pork is such a great way to celebrate the birth of Christ. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not if you're, um, you know, from a more Jewish perspective, but um, if you're free in Christ, you should really eat pork roast. And that's the word from Ann Kennedy today. We're talking to her uh, live from upstate New York. Uh, I'm in my spare room in Pittsburgh. John is in his spare room in Pittsburgh. Uh, Mike, as I say, keeping all the trains running in the Word FM studios. All right, Anne. So um, do you have any words of wisdom for people who are struggling with little kids, not just at Christmas, but little kids in a COVID Christmas? Um, how have you made it work? Well, I, I, this is also sort of maybe shocking, but one thing that's really, really helped me was letting my kids be on Facebook Messenger, kids Messenger with their friends, um, because they can video chat each other when they can't really be together, um, and show each other what they're, you know, what's going on in their lives. Um, that's really, really helped, especially during the, the Christmas season. And also the, the app Discord has helped my teenagers um, connect with each other on, um, in a distant way, which, you know, I'm not excited about technology, but I'm really grateful for it when we haven't been able to be with people or have parties yeah. um, or do any of that kind of stuff. It's been really important for the kids to be able to connect with um, their friends. And um also, I recommend a 41-inch snowstorm because then your kids have to go outside and shovel for literally hours of every day, and they can't be inside while you're trying to wrap. Wait, hmm. are you saying that you got 41 inches of snow? We did. We got 41 inches of snow. I thought you were amazing. exaggerating. No, I know nope, you got a big we, snow. We got We got so many inches of snow. <laughs> And my kids are still shoveling. So it's been a God, God's gift to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Okay, and uh, just one more thing. Now, Kath and I, we grew up uh, in disparate households. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm one of seven kids, and Christmas morning for us was a rush downstairs and then this explosion of wrapping paper in the living room where it was kind of like a, a riot. Kath comes from a much more well-mannered, genteel mm-hmm. upbringing mm-hmm. where they sit on the couch and individually open up each present and then comment on it. After, it after enjoying a Christmas brunch. Yeah. Right. So this takes hours. <laughs> now, you growing up near the Sahara, totally different. But then you come to the United States, you marry well, you have six children, What's your Christmas morning like? Well, I lost on the the great de- Christmas debate of how to open presents. My husband um, is committed to the Christmas extravaganza option. Mm. And as an obedient wife, I have joined um, with, you know, only minor 
loud complaints here and there about how chaotic it is. So yeah, we have the we wait the kids wake up and they go down and like sit in front of the tree at four in the morning waiting for yeah. us to wake up. Nice. And then it's um it's crazy. But then we go to church at eleven and that's where they hear the story of Christmas because I'm too demoralized by that point to read it out loud to them. <laughs> <laughs> and so they go they we go to church on Christmas Eve and then we go to church again on Christmas Day. Yes. And so that makes us super holy. And mm, um, we did that. And then we come back and eat, you know, an, an extraordinary amount of food uh, in payment for our sacrifice. Excellent. All right. So speaking of extraordinarily holy, if you're looking for devotions of the same kind, you're going to want to get this book that I'm holding up for all of you watching right now on Facebook. It's called Nailed It, 365 Readings for Angry or Worn Out People. It is the revised second edition, which, Anne, I received at my home last week, and I Me want to too. thank you for that. Thank you, Anne. Well, I'm so glad you got it. I had to send it to you because you guys are my favorite people. And You're very kind. I hope you like it. Merry Christmas from me. Merry now, Christmas, now, yeah. if John and I show up for Christmas up at your house, um, will you? can you pull up a stool for what us? What are you or... kidding? We'll be shoveling snow. That's a good point. Maybe we shouldn't come. Yeah. No, you can You can cut. You should come and shovel, and I'll feed you. Um, That's so nice. Pork. You know, yeah. some we'll really, really non-vegan meal. Excellent. Very good. Merry Christmas, Anne. Yeah, Anne. Love you so Merry much. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas to you. We'll see you in 2021. All right. Awesome. Let's take a break. Um, we're going to talk next about the, the 2021 list of home repair re- resolutions that won't work. Resolutions? I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being from poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand. And it had a big impression on me. From poor to CEO, the amazing true story of the American dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life. We'll all be able to say free at last. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code FAMILY for 20% off. SalemNow.com promo code FAMILY. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Help at Home, formerly Excel Home Care, will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard that right. You can actually get paid to provide care to those you love. To learn more, contact Help at Home today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. Call Help at Home, 412-212-8950. 
412-212-8950. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fanner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. Winter weather advisory from tomorrow evening until early Christmas afternoon. Tonight will be mild with rain arriving toward daybreak, low 42, rising late. Rain heavy at times tomorrow combined with melting snow can lead to flooding the high 50 but dropping through the 40s in the afternoon. Christmas Day, blustery, very cold, more snow showers, high 21 with poor visibility and very slippery conditions. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Hey, thanks for being with us. We are streaming live on Facebook, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Of course, always you can check us out there and at wordfm.com. So all of us stuck inside for these many, many months. You look around your house and some of those brave souls have stepped forward and made major changes to mm. their houses. Sure. Uh, others, um, like myself, I'm thinking a strong game, but my, my will to move um, is somewhat diminished just by my own sheer laziness. Now, uh, just a quick story. Our carpet that goes from a hallway down the carpet, down the basement steps, the, the front of the carpet gets stuck in the basement door. And, I, and I've been mm. saying to myself forever, for years, I'm going to rip that carpet up and right. then I'm going to either, you know, do something with those steps or I'll put new carpet in. So you know what I did? About a month ago, I just got one of those industrial strength staple guns and uh, stapled the carpet down so it doesn't get stuck on the door anymore. I mean, that okay. just goes to show you my commitment to not doing anything. Sure. No, but I mean, you did something, you went and got the staple gun. So I'm going to give you some props for that. <laughs> it's pretty low. Okay. Well, it made me think about uh, the 2021 list of home repair resolutions that probably won't happen. This is in uh, today's Wall Street Journal. Um, have you thought about this? Uh, having your living room upholstery cleaned? Uh, no, I haven't thought of that. Yeah, that's a lot. That involves a lot, doesn't it? It does. I, I gave, I gifted a family member with that a couple of years ago, though. What, that job? Yeah, no, just, you know, it was one of those things that she wanted to have done, but she didn't have the money oh, for it. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. And it was nice to do that for somebody else. Yeah. Because none, very few, at least I, I would never do that for me. But if somebody did that for me, I'd be like, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not inexpensive, is it? No, it's not inexpensive. Mm-hmm. But that's very kind of you. How about... Uh, we just did this last week, so I'll give myself a little pat on the back here. Deal with the junk in the back room, right? Everybody has one of those rooms, which yeah. is an absolute horror. And so I finally was like one weekend, I was like, let's do this. And it, you know what? It didn't take that long and it really looks great. And it felt mm-hmm. pretty good and it didn't yeah, cost yeah. me any money, you know. And just- you get that sense of accomplishment when it's over? 
Like, mm-hmm. look at that. It looks really good. How about me taking care of that today and acting like an adult? Yeah. How often, like, how about this? Looking at your curtains and washing your curtains. I did that over the summer. Did you? Listen to me. Mm. I was so filled with self-loathing when I took those down and looked at them. How, how I thought, they were. So, I, so I live like this. This is, this is what I've become. <laughs> this is what's around me all day, every day. These <laughs> curtains and this dirt, really. Yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother used to say, we may not have a mansion, but at least we are clean. And that's so good. I, love I that. think, okay, Grace that's Hall. good. Grace Hall. And so that always, when I look around and I look at my house and I go, okay, that, that's not, <laughs> that's pretty dirty. Yeah. And I think of my mom, you know, mm-hmm. I'm certainly not living in a mansion and my house is nowhere clean as my mom's house was. It's still pretty clean. You have a clean house, John. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. How about, uh, I look at, you know, the second floor of my house and I think. Let me break in and say, I haven't been in your house in a year. <laughs> so it could be, it could be rubbish. Yeah, next time I see that little pile of dog hair, I go, Cal says it's okay. <laughs> I said it was okay a year ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You ever get like involved and you think, I am going to renovate X. I'm finally going to, you know, marshal my resources together, pull out some cash and call my contractor sure. and we're going to plan this. Right. Renovate the entire second floor. Yes. When that's done, renovate the entire first floor. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? Yes. Are you thinking? Uh, I'm I'm doing that this year. Actually, are you? What are you doing? Yeah, uh, we're we're finally going to do our kitchen. Yay! Yeah, after what, all this time. So, what's that look like? Uh, have you hired someone yet? Uh huh. Preliminary plans in place. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, preliminary plans. We have a bunch of different plans. We're trying to figure out which plan is the right plan mm-hmm. at this point. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just a small list of the list of home repairs and resolutions that are just not going to follow up. But now, Cap, you're ahead I, of the curve. Yeah. Well, I mentioned a couple of months ago, John, that um, there's this little uh, bit of wall space in my uh, main living area mm-hmm. that's been chipped. It's it's right where the wall meets the ceiling, right yeah. where it meets the crown molding. Yeah. And it's been chipped uh, for about seven years. Mm. Okay. Every day. I look at that thing and I think, you know, I should just get some white paint up there. Just fill that in. Yeah. Right now. I don't know why over seven years mm-hmm. I haven't been able to do that, but now that we're going to redo the kitchen. Now I just, I looked at it this morning and I was like, well, no, I don't care. Cause now some, you know, it's going to have to. <laughs> so I'm basically I've put it off for seven years and I'm still not going to do it. That's okay. So I'm just going to blow it up. I'm just no. going to rip it out and it's going to go away and I'm never going nice. to see it again. Yeah. It's like, you know, you got to get out of jail pass, like a monopoly thing, right? right? You're just going to run around. Now, Mike, Mike bought a house recently and I'm impressed. Uh, you're renovating your bathroom. I am. It's, it's the house uh, was built in 1958 mm-hmm. and the bathroom, um, let's just say it has the, the pink 1958 tiles. Yes, on the wall. I know those tiles. Yeah. They're yeah. plastic. And let me tell you, they are a beast to get off. Um, oh, of course they I, are. I couldn't, I actually couldn't, they're glued on. So you got to chisel. I chiseled it and then I did one wall and I realized, you know what? I'm gutting the entire thing. Oh. The whole thing's got to come down. I gutted the entire thing. Mm, that mm. was the right choice. Yes. Mike. Mm, yes. Mm, mm, and it, you know what? You. I'm so happy for it. Uh, it it's, it, it's a lot of work, but it's worth it. Um, so, but, nice. na- but now the next project is uh, the basement. I need to put a firewall into the basement. Um, the, the garage, the, there's a, there needs to be a firewall between the garage and the basement. 
and, and mm. it's an it's an integral garage so garage so but i realized that you know this the bathroom costs money to fix and so uh money is getting short now and uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the problem yeah. it's the cash yeah. flow right, right. seems to just now, the go cash way flow fast. doesn't explain the cash flow i just want to say does not explain why i couldn't get up on a ladder for 7 years <laughs> just fill in that little bit i mean that's that probably was 3 bucks that was not a monetary yes. issue right yeah. right well, you clean up the back room, you'll feel better about yourself, that's okay. for sure. Right. Okay, let's take a quick break, come back. We're going to talk about the story of Ruth and the secret to rest. That's straight ahead. Like that. Right home with Johnny Cathy here on Word FM. WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. As they left the manger, they couldn't keep quiet about what they had seen. They told everybody. Their lives would never again be the same. The sky would never again seem so dark. They would know that just as they had kept watch over their flocks, there was now somebody keeping watch over them. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Why the Nativity, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody to Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. See the movie From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. I've never shied away from hard work. Rising from poverty, he achieved the American dream. We'll all be able to say free at last. From Poor to CEO, The Incredible Journey of Herman Cain. Available at SalemNow.com. Use promo code Pittsburgh for 20% off. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. I mean, you hear this every day, right? That it's been a long year. 
and we are physically tired and emotionally tired, spiritually tired. I don't think there's any way you cannot agree with that, the, the truth of that. And I don't care where you live or what you're doing, you share in some notion of that. So how have you worked through it? Well, our, our next guest, David Schumann, joins us. David is assistant pastor at X, X, I'm sorry, I can't even pronounce the name. What do you think? David, yeah, are you there? Uh, yeah, I am. David, yeah, but I'll, is I'll it let exilic? you uh, give it a guess first. It is. I'm going to say, well gonna say yeah, exilic. Yeah. Exilic Church, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in uh, New York, New York, so nice they named it twice. But David, I would imagine even in New York City, you guys are tired too. That's why you chose to write about the story of Ruth. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I mean, especially we were hit so hard in March, so uh, we definitely feel uh, the pressure of and that tiredness and that weariness for sure. Mm. All right. So, um, why are you thinking at this time of year about Ruth? Great question. Yeah, I mean, so one is like you guys mentioned. I mean, it's it's so relevant, really, for for any time, but uh, maybe even especially this year with everything we've been through with loss and uncertainty and, you know, change after change and how exhausting that has been, um, you know, both physically and also emotionally, even potentially spiritually, you know, it can be a a strain and kind of a testing of our faith as well. Um, And the book of Ruth is actually so relevant to all that. It actually connects with a lot of the same things uh, Ruth went through as well. So that is uh, is one big reason why we're thinking about it uh, during this season. Yeah. So, David, is there some way that you can encapsulate that story of Naomi and Ruth? I mean, people are familiar with the story, but you've got deeper insight. Just give us the sort of the nutshell story. Yeah. So the the whole thing is about rest, um, and it kind of is most direct starting in the third chapter where uh, Ruth and Naomi are now in Bethlehem. So kind of quick 30-second background is Naomi um, was born in Bethlehem, grew up in Bethlehem, but there was a famine one day, so she moves to Moab which um, is actually a pretty big move because historically Moab is an enemy of Israel. But they, they move there, her and her um, husband and two sons. But while they're there, her husband and then both her sons um, end up dying. And so eventually um, they hear the famine has ended in Bethlehem. And at this point, Ruth um, had married one of Naomi's uh, sons. So now Ruth is this um, daughter-in-law. And so they decide to move back. Um, and then they, while they're in uh, Bethlehem, they seek rest, um, and this Redeemer, Boaz, is the one who ends up providing that for them. All right, so um, so the story of Ruth has, you know, inspired, uh, I mean, what millions of people over the years. Um, story of her, I don't know, her, her faith in God, her devotion to her mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, the beautiful story of Boaz, um, the idea of gleaning. I mean, there's so much to be gained from the story. Hmm. Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's uh, so much richness in this text. I wish we had an hour or something to talk yeah. about it because there's so much for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, I don't know where to start with you, but what do you think about – talk about Boaz. Talk about the, the kinsman-redeemer idea. Yeah, so um, when when Ruth and Naomi come back to Bethlehem, um, they end up Ruth, like you mentioned, gleans in the in the field of Boaz, um, and that's already like this amazing provision for them at the time because they came back to Bethlehem, um, which was where Naomi was from. But um, in the ancient world, there weren't a lot of ways for women to provide for themselves, so they still really didn't have any way to have food or any kind of financial economic security. Um, but they come at the beginning of the uh, barley harvest. And so there, Ruth is able to, to glean in Boaz's field, um, and it turns out he's this 
redeemer, which is this kind of technical term that means like a relative who um, can help them in, in some special like kind of needy situations. Um, so he ends up being super generous towards them um, during the harvest. And then afterwards, um, when the harvest ends, Naomi uh, actually tells Ruth to go and propose to Boaz so that um, he can continue to provide for them. Wow. Okay, so that was revolutionary, right? I mean, Ruth is exhausted. She's wrung out. She's seeking rest. And in many ways, she finds rest, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it must have been, I mean, just putting myself in the shoes of Ruth and and Naomi, oh my goodness, it must have been so wearying. You know, like uh, Naomi especially, she had already um, went from Bethlehem to Moab, enemy country, came back, and now Ruth's now in enemy country in Bethlehem. And even after all that, they, they still don't have this, any way to provide for themselves. They're, you know, gleaning in the field, but then, you know, a month or two later, or however long that harvest is, they're back to where they started and, and still with nowhere to provide for themselves. So it really was a tremendous answer um, to Ruth's prayer and uh, to Naomi's prayer for Ruth as well, that they could be provided for by Boaz. Mm-hmm. So this is a, a foreshadowing of what we see in Jesus, uh, our ultimate rest, I mean, you know, such a beautiful story that this is his lineage. Um, what does that make you think of at Christmas? Yeah, yeah. And so that's the other reason why it's such a great story for us um, in this season, because it really does relate so much to Advent as well. Uh, and there's so many amazing connections. Um, so, like, for example, one is that uh, this idea of redemption is the big one, right? So uh, Boaz is the kinsman redeemer uh, who redeems Ruth and Naomi. Um, and in the same way, Christ is the one who redeems us. And there's actually a really neat point um, in the story, too, kind of at the end of chapter three, which is pretty much uh, it's, it's really key to us because it's really uh, to a certain extent where we live our entire life. So at the end of chapter three, Boaz says, OK, I'm going to redeem you. Um, but there's still this other complication in their story. It still isn't quite resolved. He says there's this redeemer nearer than me. So there's somebody that's kind of like closer in line to take on this role. So he says, OK, I, I'll, I'll redeem you. But first, I have to see if this other relative wants to redeem you because he's first in line. So at the end of chapter three, um, Ruth uh, goes back to Naomi after proposing and, and Boaz actually sends her back with a gift, which is, you could maybe interpret even as like a pledge, like I'm going to redeem you. I'm going to make sure you're taken care of. Um, and so she, she has this promise, but it hasn't yet been completely fulfilled. And that's really the same spot we find ourselves in today as Christians. We have this promise that Jesus is going to redeem us, and in fact, he has even paid the price for our redemption in dying on the cross, but uh, we still haven't experienced yet this complete rest. Um, And we also have the same idea of like a pledge. So just like uh, Boaz gave Ruth this pledge, so we have the pledge of the Holy Spirit, uh, according to a verse like, say, first, or like Ephesians chapter 1. Um, so it really is a pretty key spot. We can see how even in the midst of all this uncertainty going on in our lives today, in the same way that Ruth had all this uncertainty and mm-hmm. still not fully resolved, we can still experience uh, this taste of the rest to come as we have this faith in our Redeemer who will one day bring us rest. That's good. Oh. David Schumann with us, assistant pastor at Exilic Church in Manhattan, uh, joining us to talk about Ruth and Christmas. Um, so, you know, every time I think of Ruth, uh, David, I think about how she decided to stay in Mo. She decided to stay in a land that wasn't hers um, after mm-hmm. suffering all the trauma of, you know, the death of her husband and 
her, you know, brothers-in-law and having to move and the famine, you know, it's just like such a wretched, wretched life situation. And then she chooses to stay in a place, or maybe she kind of has to stay in a place because of desperation that's not her own and then ends up making her life there. And um, it really is. I I, I had not thought until you were um, slated to be on the show today how Ruth could inspire, you know, people in 2020 who are worn out, who feel like they're, you know, Mm -hmm. displaced, who feel like they're on their own, who feel like they've lost loved ones. I mean, Ruth is a a story that sums up a lot of those feelings. Yeah, it really does. I mean, you have, like you said, the loss of a loved one. Ruth experienced that. Naomi experienced that. You have this loss of livelihood. They have no way to provide for ourselves. And, you know, many of us are hit by that because of the economic impact of COVID-19 or, or maybe, you know, maybe for other reasons as well. There's even this idea, too, of um, like so much moving. I, I don't know if it's the same in Pittsburgh or not, but I know um, in New York City, so many people have actually left the city uh, yeah, because of what ta- was we happening here. We talked about here. that earlier on the show today. Really amazing. Oh, numbers. you did? Oh, OK. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people that I know um, can totally relate to that piece, too. Like, oh, there's, you know, because of what's happening in my hometown, I'm moving somewhere else. So, yeah, so relatable to us today. So, David, personally, you, I mean, how are you in leadership position with a church in New York City? How are you and your family faring? Yeah, praise God, we've um, we've stayed healthy. We're we're doing well. Um, my wife is actually a nurse at a hospital here. So she, um, yeah. back in like March and April, yeah, she actually like worked on the COVID floor, so she was right in the middle of it um, in the beginning. But we stayed healthy. If we if we did get COVID nineteen, then we had a mild case. You know, we we uh, we're certainly healthy now. So praise God for that. It's definitely you know had its challenges um, in leading the church, uh, especially in you know wisdom of what to do and when to do it in terms of like in person things. So um, like one of the biggest things that uh, is just something to lament is that we actually haven't had an in-person service since March. Um, so that's, oh. that's a bummer, but um, yeah, that's one of the challenges. And then also, you know, definitely taking a lot of wisdom and, and prayer to try to lead our people well through this time. I mean, understandably, there's a lot of anxiety. There's um, uh, even like a lot of like loneliness too, you know, younger single people. Sure especially if they're like extroverted and they're, you know, potentially living alone. I mean, man, that is, that's Shoot. a tough time. So I can't um, yeah, it's taken a lot of wisdom. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I think about people living in studio apartments, you know, in one room apartments in New York city, a tight little space. And uh, boy, it's a long, long road to be lonely like that. Hey, David, thank you so much for being with us yeah. today. Our time is up. We want to say Merry Christmas to you we and your do, family David. and your church. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for having me. Our great pleasure. David Schumann, assistant pastor at Exilic Church in Midtown Manhattan. We'll take a break, come back. Hey, um, speaking of Christmas, today's also Festivus, isn't it? Uh, Festivus without its founder. First year for that. It's a silly little bit. That's straight ahead. The end is near. Of 2020, that is. And I think all of us will bid this one a very quick adieu. Thanks, 2020. Now, let's turn the page. However... This end-of-year period of the Christmas holiday and New Year yet to come is always a great opportunity to pause and reflect on the highs and the lows, to to take stock of where we've been, to access and adjust on what may lay ahead and create a map, a plan for 2021. So, let's give thanks this Christmas season for all the gifts, seen and unseen, for family, for faith, for worship in the community around it, for all the blessings that flow in and out of our lives. And at this time, 
for United Faith Mortgage to make sure that your finances are set for next year. UnitedFaithMortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. This is Holy Land Moments. As Fellowship President and CEO Yael Eckstein shares, in spite of the challenges of 2020, through the support of its Christian donors, the Fellowship was able to help more than 2 million people with life-saving aid. What's amazing is that we are a faith-based ministry, and as soon as COVID struck, we made the faith-based decision to allocate 20 million additional funds for basic needs, and people thought that we were crazy. And I said, you know what? You have to do what God calls you to do. And God called us to be a life-saving ministry. And that's what we're going to do during a time when people need it more. We're going to take a leap of faith and give $20 million in basic needs to the people of Israel and to Jews suffering in the former Soviet Union. Thanks to our Christian supporters and friends, the fellowship was able to provide food, medicine, and clothing to more than 2 million people. Find out how you can participate in this life-saving ministry at holylandradio.org. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. TV series Seinfeld introduced a, um, a holiday, which weirdly enough, some people still celebrate. December 18th is the uh, marking of Festivus, which is a season nine, episode 10 of Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Festivus concerns the idea of um, George's father. Yes. Jerry, uh, Jerry Stiller, who played um, George's father, Frank. He was so upset with the commercialization of Christmas after getting into a fight at a toy store and uh, losing a doll that he decided he was, wait, he, was, he was buying a doll for George. Exactly. Yeah. So he decided instead to do a non-commercial aspect of Christmas. And uh, some of the festivities included uh, gathering around an aluminum pole in the family living room mm-hmm. and at dinner, you would gather all your family around you and tell them all the ways that they've disappointed you in that year. And generally he says that he's got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. Right. Um, a lot of problems with you people. Uh-huh. Mm. Also, there were uh, feats of strength. <laughs> exactly. Where George and his father had to wrestle uh, on the mm-hmm. dining room floor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I think I'll stick with Christmas. Okay. Mm-hmm. I went back to watch the Seinfeld episode. I made my children watch it this week because yeah. it's such a classic. I felt like I needed to introduce them to it. Okay. And uh, George Stiller is so hilarious when he is explaining to Kramer how he was shopping for a doll. Frank. Uh, for George. Yeah. I mean, it is so, it is so, that's the genius of it is that moment. Just when he's explaining to Kramer what Festivus is. It's just so good. 
And if you just watched it recently, you'll notice at the very opening of the show, and I think once throughout, who appears but the actor Brian Cranston. He of Breaking yeah. Bad yes. early on with a bad blonde hair dye job. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's really good to go back. And just today, uh, Jerry Seinfeld himself tweeted, um, you know, I know it's Festivus, but maybe 2020 for the first time ever. Can we just not air our grievances? <laughs> Especially around the dining room table with your family in attendance. Take a break. Come back. Tim and Kathy Keller join us during the five o'clock hour. Stay tuned. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy here. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. That's Word FM. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app. iHeart, tune in and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has vetoed the annual defense policy bill following through on threats to veto a measure that had broad bipartisan support in Congress and potentially setting up the first override vote of his presidency. President Trump does not like the pandemic relief package. He's demanding changes like a huge jump in the $600 payments plan for most Americans. The president says the bill would deliver too much money to foreign countries, but not enough to Americans. Billions of Americans traveling ahead of Christmas and New Year's, despite pleas from public health experts that they stay home to avoid fueling the raging pandemic that has killed more than 320,000 nationwide. Stocks finishing mixed, the Dow gained 114 points, the NASDAQ lost 36, and the S&P was up two points. This is SRN News. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsorouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsorouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsorouspittsburgh.com. I grew up Pope, which is even worse than being From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Cain. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year. But I surpassed that goal and became a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be taught work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a big impression on me from poor to ceo the amazing true story of the american dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life we'll all be able to say free at last see the movie from poor to ceo the incredible journey of herman kane available at salemnow.com use promo code family for 20 percent off 
SalemNow.com, promo code FAMILY. Free shipping is great. Free shipping, no minimum. That's the Walmart Plus magic for your holiday. Get all your last-minute shopping done with free next-day or two-day shipping on a huge selection of eligible items from Walmart.com. With no order minimum, free shipping means the freedom to click that order button to your heart's content. Just another added benefit to your membership. Maybe that's why it's called Walmart Plus. Start your 15-day free trial today at Walmart.com slash plus. See membership details. Restrictions apply. And now a game of commercial chicken brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Oh, hi. Um, okay. Guess we should talk about something. Kind of tough to be put on the spot. Not sure what to say. But I know what I'm definitely not talking about. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Winter weather advisory from tomorrow evening until early Christmas afternoon. Tonight will be mild with rain arriving toward daybreak, low 42, rising late. Rain heavy at times tomorrow combined with melting snow can lead to flooding, the high 50 but dropping through the 40s in the afternoon. Christmas day, blustery, very cold, more snow showers, high 21 with poor visibility and very slippery conditions. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Good afternoon. Thanks for coming along for the Christmas Eve Eve edition of The Ride Home. And Kathy, I don't know about you, but whew, we are close to the end of 2020. I mean, we've almost arrived at the finish line. And we've, of course, spent most of the years focused on the, the coronavirus pandemic and the United States presidential election. But that's not all that's happened. I mean, life continues to go on. And so with so much time spent at home, of course, reading books and writing deeply and learning new skills. Well, not really. We've spent most of the time just watching television and scrolling the Internet. Life goes on, does doom, it not? Doom scrolling, you mean? Yes, yes. Okay, so uh, let's look back at a few things that we may have forgotten because the year seemed that okay. it lasted forever. Great. Now, uh, even though we've been stuck inside our house, the natural world does still exist. And I remember a story back in, I believe, October, which seems like it's about 12 months ago. No October kidding. of this year, they discovered uh, water on the moon. Right. I mean, oh, just- yeah, 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 yeah. Individual molecules, they say, but they're so spread out that they say that they can find ice or liquid at some point on the moon. At this point, you know, we'll be happy with what we get so we can focus on the moon. Right. That was October of this year. In May, this remember, remember back in May, people were upset because the arrival of spring also meant the arrival of some weird thing called the murder hornets. Oh, I remember the murder hornets because that was after COVID had already kicked in and we were right. all thinking, really? So mm-hmm. we have the pandemic plus these bugs? Right. So the mo- but murder that hornets. didn't really materialize, right? Well, um, the good news is they don't murder humans, although multiple stings could cause death. The bad news is that they would could perhaps literally destroy the U.S. honeybee population. Oh. Right. So that's what they're worried about. Okay. Um, how about the, uh, the the baby panda alert? Remember this story? This no. was back in August. The National Zoo 
the chief veterinarian compared um, uh, a Hail Mary pass to the arrival of a baby panda born in captivity. A 22-year-old panda at the zoo gave birth. So that was the... Uh, that was the big news in the zoo. Well, wow, it was such big news that I don't even remember mm-hmm. reading okay. about it. Now, back in May, when, of course, we were all worried about the murder hornets, uh, that we also heard about uh, Elon Musk and his um, girlfriend. They gave birth to a baby that was unpronounceable. Right. So um, Grimes. Grimes. Right. Grimes is the mom. And mm-hmm. the baby's name. The baby's was, name was X. A-E-A-12. Mm-hmm. They later changed it to X-A-E-A-X-I-I. To now, that, was, with that, that, was, that was an homage to a military bomber, right? Am I right about that? I, You know, the story was, again, it was about 15 years ago. I forget what that was all about. It was either a bomber or it was a reconnaissance uh, mm-hmm. uh, aircraft right. that the baby was named after, which is unique. I, I mean, I, I was wondering if, you know, when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. we wanted, I wanted to name our daughter after uh, Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. And I wondered if that was too out there. Too edgy. Meanwhile, yeah. Elon was like... Uh-huh. Way further along than me. It will really in every area if you think about it. I mean, celebrities, they're, you know, they're easy pickings because remember during the, the very beginning of the coronavirus, any number of celebrities posted videos at home. And of course, their homes are a little different than our homes. Right. So there they were, you know, stuck in their estate in California or somewhere at the beach in Hawaii, bemoaning the fact that they couldn't leave. Meanwhile, you know, people are stuck in New York City in one bedroom apartments or studio apartments, wishing they could just go outside on the balcony. Right. Mm -hmm. Which Kardashian was it that just, you know, when she turned 40 about, you know, a month and a half ago? She, you know, rented an island and had all of her closest friends there. I mean, remember that? (laughs) That was my favorite. Right. Okay. So on the celebrity front, once again, uh, poor, poor Ellen DeGeneres. Um, she, oh, yeah. uh, she found herself in hot water. That was this year too, huh? Yeah, it was. And uh, the good news is, you know, they did, you know, some sort of uh, expose on her being a, a meanie to her staff, but right. uh, she's weathered that storm and she's back uh, before an audience, although it's a much smaller audience. So that's the celebrity front. Um I, I don't remember this, although looking uh, at, at the news uh, about this year, uh, the big thing, this maybe not a hit Pittsburgh so much, the 12-foot Home Depot skeletons for Halloween. Do you what? remember this? No. Uh, the hottest garden ornament this year was a 12-foot skeleton with glowing eyes, um, a $300 decoration sold at Home Depot exclusively. Probably that's that's why I don't buy a whole lot of three hundred dollar decorations. Mm, that could be yeah, it, especially for Halloween. Yeah, right. it's not. Um, TikTok made a big deal this year, TikTok, and the, yeah, the big thing on TikTok this that. year, uh-huh. well, the guy uh, drinking cranberry ocean spray juice, uh, skateboarding down a highway or down a hill in uh, in California, and uh, it went viral. And then Fleetwood Mac picked him up singing, and the guy got a new truck and looks like got a pretty new life as well. Wait, that all happened because of TikTok? Yeah, yeah. No, this guy posted that. that on. Remember that whole thing? You don't remember that no. thing? Oh, yeah. What did he put? He posted it. What? He was singing a Fleetwood Mac song on a he, skateboard? Yeah. It's, his car broke down. His truck broke down. And so, you know, he, he was probably singing You Can Go Your Own Way, right? He just jumped on his skateboard and was flying down a hill, chugging a bottle of cranberry, you know, ocean spray juice or whatever that is. And uh, then it got picked up on his TikTok. The guy's a TikToker. And then, you know, the guys from Fleetwood Mac saw it and the Cranberry people saw it. They bought him a new truck. He got, you know, millions of TikTok hits and well, made himself kind a, of them. a pretty penny. Yeah. All right. Very good. Um, you know, it's my least favorite. It's not my least favorite band. The Doors are my least favorite band. 
But Fleetwood Mac's down there. Well, it's a shame. I, I mean, know. Now I feel badly about it. Yeah, it's okay. I might have to reconsider. Right, I'm glad you do. I'll have, to okay. forget about, I'll have to forget about all those other things. Uh, what about television? I mean, of course, everybody watching television, um, The Queen's Gambit, Emily in Paris, uh, Devs. Bosch. Yeah, Bosch, you name it. I mean, this Jack was Ryan. the year. This is what we remember. I think a, a lot of us remember about the, oh, what the about pandemic. What about Tiger King? Oh, yeah, which I've never, never seen. Have you? Me neither. I didn't watch no. it either, but Mike did. Right. He watched it for us. He was our representative. Okay, speaking of television. It. No, of course not. You go way back to the Super Bowl in January. Remember Shakira and Jennifer Lopez oh performed this Super Bowl? Yes. That seems like a decade ago. I forgot about that. Yes. Yep. Making every every other 50-year-old American woman hate themselves. Exactly, right. Um, this was also the year in November that Kim Nigg, she became uh, baseball's first major league general manager. Oh, okay, yep. right. I do remember that. Uh-huh. That was a big deal. And of course, the NBA bubble that opened and closed. and is, They did such a great job open again. managing all of that, man. They were like on it. So was the NHL. Yeah. So the year in review, I mean, it seems like a decade in review, but all those things and many more happened. And, uh, well, let's look forward to 2021 instead. Hey, speaking of hockey, I did bring yeah. up the NHL just a second ago. Um, good news from the Pens. It looks like uh, January 3rd will begin training camp. Okay, we'll take it. How about that? Uh, The season opener is the 13th. The home opener is the 17th. Of what? I would assume that would be without fan. Uh Uh-huh. So training camp, they're going to have 10 days of training camp before they open the season. And when does the season end? Uh, May 8th. That's a short season. That's what it is. That's what okay. we're All talking right. about. That was just uh, released by the pens today. Thank you, Mike, for forwarding that tweet to me mm-hmm. so that I could detail that. Very nice. Okay, uh, we're so- streaming right now live on Facebook. If you want to watch the show at the ride home with John and Kathy, and uh, we look forward to saying hi to you there. Um, if you would like to put a comment in, we'll try to answer that as uh, the commercial time comes up and uh, we're looking Really forward to talking to the Kellers in a bit, John. That's right. Uh, we'll go to the phones a little after the uh, the Kellers leave us. But in a few minutes, uh, Tim and Kathy Keller will join us live on the air here for an update about their lives and um, a Christmas message. Stay tuned. The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. W-O-R-D. As we traveled the book of Malachi, we talked about giving God our best. Well, this week we discuss a related topic. Is it possible to rob God? Maybe you don't think so. But the prophet Malachi had a strong message for Israel, and that same message is significant for us too. Ring in the new year studying God's word on Through the Bible. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 W-O-R-D. At Christmas time, everything sparkles, but nothing sparkles more brightly than her eyes when you surprise her with a gift from Trinity Jewelers. You know, more engagements happen at Christmas time than any other time of the year. Maybe it's because things that speak of eternity go best together. This year, make your own little miracle with a little help from Trinity Jewelers. Trinity Jewelers, Mount Nebo Road, for when you really want to say, I love you, at trinityjewelers.com. If you owe back taxes, there's a lot you need to know, starting with rule number one. 
Don't mess with the IRS. They are cracking down this year by sending out heart-stopping letters, actively garnishing paychecks, levying bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. That's all true, but it's also true there's a way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt assistance. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. You could qualify for tax relief that saves you thousands, even tens of thousands. Nobody knows this program like the award-winning experts at Optima tax relief they have an a-plus rating with the better business bureau and will fight to get you the best deal possible don't mess with the irs for tax help you need for tax help you can trust call optima now for a free consultation call 800-965-1433 800-965-1433 some restrictions apply for complete details please visit optimataxrelief.com merry christmas this is dean gartland president of city mission It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. Don't let pests haunt your home this winter. Get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. When bats and rodents move in, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team are ready to serve them an eviction notice. Get a free quote on your pest problem today with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to safely treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Tim and Kathy Keller are with us. The Kellers, they are the founders of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in Manhattan, which was started in 1989. 28 years, Tim and Kathy led a diverse congregation of young professionals that grew to a weekly attendance of over 5,000. Tim is a best-selling author of numerous books, and Kathy as well, along with Tim, and they are with us today. Kath, I should say, is a Yinzer. She grew up in oh, here yeah. in the city of Pittsburgh, and we claim her as our own. Tim and Kathy, welcome to you, and uh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. to you, too. Hey, you guys. Good to hear from you. Okay, so, Kath, since you're the Yinzer, uh-huh. and, you know, we've, we've grafted uh, Tim in from the other side of the Oh, oh the yeah. of the state, you know, trusting that God's will is to sanctify him over time. Kath, <laughs> um, t- talk about what it was like. Did you have Christmas traditions that you guys did when you were uh, growing up here in Pittsburgh? Well, the one big one uh, that I've adopted and that has survived all these years is my grandmother, who uh, they lived in Plum Township. Uh, my mm. grandfather was a coal miner made patitza every year. She was Croatian, and it was a big nut bread. You rolled it out over the entirety of your dining room table, so it was as yes. big as your tablecloth. Nice. Um, and then put uh, a bunch of nuts and butter and eggs and all sorts of things, and then picked up the edge of your tablecloth, rolled it down, put it in your turkey roaster, and when it was cooked, it was about the size of a two-year-old child. <laughs> and we still do that. I used to make three of them mm-hmm. every Christmas and send one to my wow. dad, cut up one for my siblings and keep one for us. I'm down to just the one now, but Tim and I did it. We did it again. We so it, we've yeah. got our patita. Wow. My grandmother okay, would now, now, keep it on her back uh, porch. All right. So Kath, uh, pronounce that for us again. Patita. And it's not spelled like it sounds. It's spelled P-O-T-E-C with that funny little thing mm-hmm. if you're writing Cyrillic. Put, put yeah. 
A. Yeah, it looks like Poteca, but it's actually yes. pronounced Patitza. But it essentially is a nut roll, yeah? It's, it's essentially a giant nut, nut roll. Yes, it is. I, I call it Slovenian nut bread, but it's massive. I mean, it's it is like two feet wide and about a foot. It's a, it's a foot wide and two feet uh, long and about a foot high. Seriously. And I, I need Tim to do it. I don't, I don't have the arm reach right. to roll that thing out. I mean, right. it still makes it very manly. Yeah. All right, so when, not, to di- not to diverge too much, but I have to get a little more into this. What kind of nuts do you put in there? Um, ground walnuts, and my grandmother sometimes made it with poppy seed, which I loathe, so I've right. never done that. Got it. Okay. So then does that last for how long? I mean, that's, that's a little bit of winter poundage for you both. Yeah, 10 minutes. Well, neither Tim or I can eat nuts, so it lasts a long time if it stays here, but I mail oh, it out to all of my siblings. It never lasted very long over the years. It would just be, just be eaten down so fast. So. No, wait. So you guys invest your own personal time and the, the, the angst of rolling the whole thing, and you guys, neither one of you can eat it? Nope. No, we can't anymore. So it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's very, very... It's wonderful. It, yeah. But the family is used to it. It's like she, Kathy's the only girl. There was five kids. It happens a lot when you have uh, ethnic uh, forebears. Very often one kid learns how to do the, my mom was, my mom's parents were both from Italy and mm-hmm. only one of the three girls, not my mother, but my aunt Angela learned all the, the, uh, the Italian cooking where you don't actually buy spaghetti in the store, but you start with the you know, the, you know, you you make your own pasta, you make your own spaghetti, and all that. And so she, Kathy's the only one in the whole family that knows how to do it, and everybody gets it from her. So we still make it and send it out to people. Oh, that's good. That's all right, good Tim. Question. I didn't know that you were Italian. Did you? Um, were you was your half. family one that did the seven half. fishes? Yeah, uh, half. <laughs> the three yeah, half my fishes. mom. My, yeah, my mom's side. My grandfather's from uh, a little town outside of Naples. My grandmother was Sicilian. And so, yeah, that's from the Philadelphia area. So very much rocky. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, very Italian on that side. And German, my, my dad's side, which is also very, by the way, southern, southeastern Pennsylvania was very German. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came here in the 1740s. So Kathy and I are very Pennsylvanian. You know, we're very much, uh, uh, our, our, you know, Kathy's from the sort of second wave of, uh, we're both yeah. from second and first wave of, of immigration to western and eastern Pennsylvania. So. Tim's sister just did a, a book that she sent us as a Christmas present to us and all of our kids of a family uh, history, genealogy, going back to the whatever, 16, whatever, whatever, on, yeah. on Tim's side. On my side, if I can talk really fast, I'll tell you this immigration story that just makes me cry every time I say it, if, unless I've already told you, in which case, stop. Oh. My um, great-grandfather left Zagreb when his wife was pregnant, um, and moved to the New World to look for work, and um, she didn't hear anything for eight years. They Neither one of them could read or write. Two tickets came, steerage class for them to come. They sold up everything, and by then that, my grandfather Nicholas had been born. Got on um, a liner, went through Ellis Island, and people pinned notes on them to say, put this person on this train because they didn't know how to ask for directions. Yeah. And long story short, they showed up um, in the Pittsburgh area on the train, and there was my great grandfather waiting for them with a horse and buggy. And how did oh, oh I'm gonna gosh. cry again? How did he know that they were gonna be on that train? They had not corresponded or had any contact at all for eight years. How did my grandfather know that they were gonna be on the, that train? Oh, he had met fabulous. every train for four oh, months. Gosh. 
What? He met every train for well, four once a day. months. Oh, yeah. Once a day at the train, he had been there hoping that they would be on it. I mean, you talk about <laughs> come Lord it's Jesus. Pittsburgh immigration I mean, the, story. It's, it's a great Advent <laughs> yeah. story. It's a great Advent yes. story. He waited with hope. Not, he didn't even know yeah. if they were alive. I mean, I, anyway. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a great story. That was, Oh, so no, they didn't speak crazy. to each other for over eight years, and all of a no. sudden, there they are standing in front of each other. What a reunion. That's right. I know. Can you imagine? Wow. We're wow. talking with Tim and Kathy Keller. Hey, uh, so, Tim and Kathy, talk about uh, Christmas Eve. Um, growing up, did you attend services? What was that like? And then taking those you know, traditions and then making them into your own church. Can you talk about that, um, how that worked? Well, my we family was not a Christian family. It was, it was um, very nominal, so we didn't have any Christmas Eve traditions that they observed. They went to church on Sunday as a formality. Tim, you, did your family do something special? Yeah, let's, here's, here's one way to look at it is that both, uh, it's interesting, I grew up Lutheran, like a Keller, hmm. um, very much part of being German, Kathy grew up uh, Presbyterian, very much like the Scots Irish side, you know, very and also very Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And there's there's two ways of thinking about religion. There's the, there's religion which is inherited. So because I'm, you know, I'm German, I my family's always gone to the Lutheran church, so I go. And then there's then there's religion that's chosen. That's when you get converted. Mm-hmm. And there's a kind of religion you say, well, of course my family's like that, so I I go to Catholic church or Presbyterian church or Lutheran church. Um, but Kathy and I both got converted. You know, Kathy got converted through Young Life there in New York, in Pittsburgh. I got converted through InterVarsity. Reed for any of you out there who remember yeah, the name. Yeah. And so we kind of redid it. When you get converted, you go back to things that you do remember well and, and use some of it. But to a great degree, you kind of start over. Um, and we did to a great degree. We, so we were Presbyterian. And so we drew probably a little bit more from Kathy's side than from my side. But I'm also a big Martin Luther fan, and I think it's partly because I, I was catechized in the in the mm-hmm. Lutheran Church, and uh, there's a lot of affinity. I mean, they're not they're not separate religions in any way. So we, I say we both drew from our past, but we we were pretty innovative because we we did not inherit our religion. We got converted. Yeah. One of the sad things about uh, Redeemer is that because we always rented our facilities. Uh, for Sundays on Christmas Eve, there we had no church. We had no place to have a Christmas Eve service. So people would spread out, go to this church or that church. Now that everything is virtual, we actually have three, or maybe it's five, I think, um, virtual Christmas Eve services going on this year from the churches right. and the church plants. But hey, Kat, you um, have to make it clear: yeah. we, we we didn't have we, in other words, we didn't have own facilities. We rented our churches. We rented facilities on Sunday, so when Christmas, unless Christmas Eve happened on a Sunday, sure. we never had a Christmas Eve service for years here because oh, we didn't have any place to put it. Sure, so. right. Okay, so let's take it from church into the home. Um, you've got four boys, is that right? Three. Three, three boys, boys okay. three <laughs> daughters-in-law, and seven grandchildren. Seven grandchildren. Wow, nice. that is so terrific. Okay, so take us back and reflect a little bit on when your kids were little. I can't, I can't tell you guys how many 
I mean, we all have so many friends who have little kids right now. God bless them for what they've had to do over the last year, trying to keep their kids occupied, trying to keep their kids educated, trying to keep themselves sane. Um, but you remember what, you know, how crazy it was when your kids were little running all around terrorizing you guys at Christmas. Um, what were those days like? And what do you take from that when you kind of look back and think how fast it went? You know, we had a music director, Tom Jennings, who said, the days are long, but the years are short. Mm, yeah. And that really sort of encapsulated it. In some ways, it feels like it was forever ago. In other, day, other ways, it feels like just happened. Um, what did we do, Tim, as traditions? It seems like it changed with every age. When the children were really young, there was, you know, one set of things. We never lied to them about Santa Claus. In fact, our grandson Miles just became persona non grata in his kindergarten for saying there's no Santa Claus <laughs> to the whole class. We told them that he, Santa Claus was just like Elmo or you know somebody on Sesame Street. He was a real right. imaginary person. So he was but like we, you know in your books or something like that. So we yeah. never my memory. Them. Listen, my memory is this and this might be of some broader uh, implication for your for everybody is that because when you raise your children in a pastor's home, we, uh, we actually were pretty... Uh, your reason Kathy's not immediately jumping in with all these things we used to do is we didn't overdo Christmas Eve. Uh, at one point, what I loved about the fact that we didn't have a Christmas Eve service because we didn't have any place to have it, is that we could go to other people's services, and I used to enjoy that. But even that, my kids, these are kids that are, were dragged off to church very often twice on a Sunday, uh, morning and evening, and we realized that that we just couldn't keep shoving it down their throat. And they, they look back at it and and say, we didn't. And I, I'm pretty glad that we didn't have too many. You know, we did not do family devotions, probably because they were boys, and I just we couldn't get, keep them uh, still. And and the family and devotions so, turned into family yeah. arguments. Like we, had one on ones. we had to do one on ones. We had so we had to do one on ones. We would get them off one on one at a restaurant or something and talk. But if you if you were too regimented and said we do this on Christmas Eve, we do this on Sundays, right, right. Is they just hated it, and we we let go. They thanked us for it. not doing that, and yeah. they now thank us for that. Yeah, so that's really good. We actually you know what, we had, there was a guy who did a, a survey when we were lived in Philadelphia. He was um, on the staff, not the staff, the board of. Philmont Christian Academy, um, he did a survey on why adult children remain Christians if they were raised in a Christian home versus why they don't. And he, of course, thought being going to a Christian school or being homeschooled or whatever, all those things would be really significant, Going, having family devotions, having Christian camp, all those are good things, but sure. none of them were statistically significant as far as will you retain your faith, the faith that you were raised in. There was one thing, only one thing that was statistically significant, and he did a huge survey, honey. Tim, you supervised him. You were his D-Min supervisor when Carl Spackman, sorry, Carl, if you're out there, when Carl Spackman did his um, survey, it was, um, I can talk to my parents about anything. That, If you could answer yes to that question, that was the predictor that you retained the faith that you were raised in. In in other words, the relationships within your family were healthy. Nobody had said, "I renounce." You know, you're no longer my son. You're no longer my daughter. Mm-hmm. There were healthy relationships in the family, and that—that's more. I think that matters a whole lot more than whether or not you have um, really rigid practices. 
not that we didn't we we taught them the catechism we you know made them go to church we certainly didn't just let them say well choose for yourself i think that's nuts but um like tim said we didn't ram it down their throat either that's good tim and kathy keller are with us guys um it's been a, a difficult year, of course, for everyone, but especially for you, Tim, uh, with your health challenges. What does what uh, Christmas look like for you now? Are, are you in Manhattan? Are you out walking around? Are you uh, engaging with your congregation and your friends and family? Well, we are We are in Manhattan. Um, also, I'm on what they call a chemo holiday, which for the first time in six months, I, uh, I have chemotherapy for my pancreatic cancer every two weeks, and they gave me, a two, they gave me one off. Oh, so I actually, so I actually feel wonderful, you know, oh, which is, yeah, that's great. Uh, but we are we are engaging as much as we can without being. I mean, we're still doing all the masks and the social social distancing and well, staying outside as much as possible. Here. We we're, we're doing putting a tent up. outside in a tent. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to eat with our family a yeah tomorrow night, but we're going to we actually have a tent outside with, uh, you know, propane gas heaters because we're not going to eat inside. So we're just oh, trying to be very cool. careful. Yeah. Wow. Now, now, which one of you puts the tent up? Oh, well, the, we, the, the company we rented, we rented it, it from. Good oh, for you. Goodness. Of course you did. I was, yeah. was going to ask can pray we... because there are 60-mile-an-hour winds forecast here. Oh, so my gosh. Just to not end up in Oz. <laughs> in I, Oz I, with, uh, right. I just want to know if it's good. I just want to know if it's going to be harder or easier than the nut roll. <laughs> Uh, it will be a new experience, just like everything else in 2020. 2020 yes, brought be. new things for everyone. And by the by, the by, um, we're really looking forward to being able to be vaccinated. I hope Tim's in the first um, wave. Our two daughters-in-law, one's a nurse practitioner and one's a nurse. They both treat COVID patients daily, and um, mm. they've both been vaccinated, and they are so ecstatic that they were on the first uh, wave of vaccinations, and I'm, I don't know that I will be, but I'm hoping that Tim will be in the next yes, wave. Yes, please do. Boy, you guys, I know. I, I walked through uh, cancer treatments with my dad for six years, and what we owe to those people oh who gosh. work there, who take care of us, who take, you know, who give the treatments, mm-hmm. and who 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 give kindness and grace and humor at a really hard time, and you know, to think that they're going to get vaccines first. I mean, it's just it's exactly the way it should mm-hmm. be. It is. Well, Tim and Kathy, listen, we always appreciate you stopping by. Um, We just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze, as they say. We're always happy to have the invitation. Thanks so much for asking us. It's our pleasure. Well, thanks for being with us and and really, truly, from the bottom of our hearts, a Merry Christmas to you and your family and best wishes for a strong 2021. Yeah, thank you so much. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. We'll take a quick break, come back. Does this make sense? That's coming up next. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy, Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. We're Word FM. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. 
It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hegerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Across the country, the fall semester of colleges have come to an end. Now, of course, COVID has really affected how colleges teach. Your child maybe have been in college and uh, has had primarily Zoom classes. We're happy to report that Grove City College, where Kath and I have children who have attended, really made a great effort to make sure that most of the students were able to attend in-person classes. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's been a good semester. Our kids have really thrived this semester. We really had great encouragement from the teaching that was online and in person at Grove City College. Now, of course, there were some COVID cases, but not enough to really affect things or shut things down. So Grove City College, if you're thinking about your child for next semester or next year at Grove City College, we'd highly recommend because we know the leadership and the quality, the nature of those who are in leadership at Grove City College. Yeah, and I feel like I can speak well to this, John, because my daughter is one of the people who got COVID-19, and she's a student at Grove City. We had to bring her back um, at the beginning of November, and uh, nothing at all about this entire era is ideal, but I felt like the college did the best that they could in dealing with rising cases, and a lot of students went home, some students stayed, and I think you're right. The prioritization of in-person learning as long as they possibly could is what really made this semester go. That's right. If you're looking for a quality education with Christ-centered in the middle, Grove City College online, gcc.edu. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Winter weather advisory from tomorrow evening until early Christmas afternoon. Tonight will be mild with rain arriving toward daybreak, low 42, rising late. Rain heavy at times tomorrow combined with melting snow can lead to flooding the high 50 but dropping through the 40s in the afternoon. Christmas Day, blustery, very cold, more snow showers, high 21 with poor visibility and very slippery conditions. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. John, yeah. th- does this make sense? Does what make sense? Wrapping paper. Well, I'm of two minds about this because I-, I don't want to give somebody a gift that's, you know, in a blue plastic bag from Giant Eagle. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the expense and the ultra care, the cutting, the measuring, sure. the tape, mm-hmm. the bows, the ribbon, all that. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But you know what? When it's all said and done, it sure is pretty. Right. So I'd say, yes, it makes sense. Yes, it does. Do you think wrapping paper makes sense? I'm going to give you a qualified answer. Okay. Which is that if you wrap soon enough, early enough, of course it makes sense. Because of the fact that, as you said, it's pretty. It's Mm -hmm. part of the Christmas decor in the home. Right. When you've waited until the last minute... And it's Christmas Eve, and you're right. That's hard. 
right? I don't think, I don't know if it makes sense at that point, John, I'm going to come down against my own recommendation and say at that point, there is a line and after it, it does not make sense. Well, you you heard our guest earlier, Ann Kennedy, she's wrapping right now. It's taking her hours to wrap presents for 10 of her family members. Right. So that's an awful lot. And here's the other thing I noticed. I felt that with her. You know, I've always said that Ann and yeah. I are, you know, kind of kindred spirits is that I rap for everybody. Mm. Everybody. It's not just the gifts I'm giving everybody. It's that like, I don't you know people. It's, yeah, that's not fair. You got to step not. up. Take care of your own packages. All I right. say. All, all right. right. Thank you, John. Okay, does this make sense? Mm. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in hopes that St. Nicholas soon will be there. What about the stockings hanging with care? Now, whenever that poem was written, the stockings were everything. Mm. Now, of course, we're getting video games and right. they're, you know we're buying cars for each other on television, for goodness sake. The stockings are secondary. So does the stocking hung by the chimney with care, does that make sense? I'm going to say yes, only say because yes I'm too. a traditionalist. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. Right. But practically speaking, there's not a lot happening in there. Well, now it could happen. I it mean, could. I mean, my, I told you yesterday, cards, my, hus- my husband handles the stocking the stockings. Thing. So I'm not trying to disparage his no. line of work. There's candy. There's fruit. Maybe there's a gift card, some money. I don't know. There's always a little something and all, funky. It has to be an orange at the bottom. Exactly. So the stockings are the wild card, right? That's why stockings make sense. All right. I say yes, they do. All right. Wrapping paper makes sense. Stocking Sometimes. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm, Merry Christmas. That certainly makes sense. Okay. So we're wondering in your own household... What are you doing for Christmas? Now, of course, you know, if we're listening to Governor Wolf and uh, the bureaucrats, you stay away from each other. No one's going to gather. And all right, um, there's some sense there if you want to. You're doing that. I'm doing that. Yeah, yeah. But what are you doing this year? Um, Are you having dinner? Are you having friends and family over? Or are you going to go a different route this year and minimize your Christmas? We'd love to hear your Christmas plans. Would you share those with us? 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. What are your plans for Christmas 2020? Traditional or something different? Mm. Mm. What do you think? We're going to go down the strip. Okay. Terrific. Tomorrow? Yeah. Mm. Great. Yep. 800-320-8255. Let us know. WORD. If you've known the disappointment of a failed marriage, then you can testify to a broken heart. This week on Through the Bible, we find comfort and conviction from an unexpected source, the Old Testament book of Malachi. I'm Steve Schwetz, and I'll be sure to save you a seat on the Bible bus as together we travel through Malachi. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. If you're like me, you've already thought more than once, man. Christmas just isn't going to be the same this year. Our famous family Christmas Eve dinner isn't going to be as famous. My annual shopping day with mom will be online. Carolers won't be stopping. Parties not popping. The Nutcrackers not dancing. And Santa's going to be messed up. And then I catch myself and say, dude, get over yourself. Because even though this Christmas might seem a little less holly and jolly, it is without a doubt still Christmas. The part of Christmas where God sent his son 
also to not-so-perfect conditions for me. I'm going to do my best to keep reminding myself of that through the holidays. Hopefully, we can together. Merry Christmas from United Faith Mortgage. For every closed loan applied for in December, we'll make a donation in your name that will feed a child for a year through Cross International. Find the details at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. If you were lied to when buying a timeshare and worn out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today, and today only. The timeshare was a great investment, or your maintenance fees will never go up. Call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-881-4242. 800-881-4242. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. doing a small Christmas this year. Just the four of us. Uh, you know, we're just closing closing the bat, batten down the hatches, I guess. Closing the hatches. Uh, and I don't mind it quite honestly. I'm kind of looking forward to it. Um, it's small. It's intimate. There's certainly not a, a lot of fuss like there has been in years past. Um, I don't know. It feels good. Kath, what about you? Uh, you're pretty much doing the same thing, aren't you? Yeah, just the four of us. My husband and I and our two daughters. Um, you feel good about it? I mean, no. No? Thank you for asking. I don't feel really good about it, but I'm doing it. I mean, okay. I feel All like right. it's, you know, I feel it's the right thing to do yeah. and just trying to do my part. You know All what right. I mean? Um, we're looking for your stories at 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. What are you doing for Christmas? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, staying in? Are you gathering with friends um, against the governor's wishes? Are you going to church? Are you not going to church? What's your celebration going to look like? Right. No, okay, no, so 320-8255. Thank you. But even in the midst of you doing a smaller Christmas, a more intimate family Christmas, you are still following some Christmas traditions, are you not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I come from a Polish background, and so mm-hmm. Christmas Eve is the biggest celebration of the year. And so we're mm-hmm. going to be doing all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. We'll start with uh, Shrimp Cocktail John. Nice. Um, and then we will have the Oplotki, which mm-hmm. is the Christmas wafer that uh, we uh, – you know, break with one another and say Merry Christmas. And then we'll have, uh, we have five varieties of pierogies this year nice. Very nice. with sour cream. We have a uh, smoked fish. We have four kinds of smoked fish. We have uh, uh, cranberry bread. Holy smokes. Applesauce. Man. And uh, that's pretty much what, and then Christmas that cookies sounds, for dessert. 
Sounds really good. Okay. All right. So a smaller Christmas as far as family, but the Christmas traditions will continue on. We're just curious about your own traditions and your gatherings this year. 800-320-8255. Jim, hey, thanks for joining Kath and myself. What uh, what are your plans this Christmas? Well, Merry Christmas. And um, it's going to be kind of a Christmas like no other in in our household. But, um, you know, we're going to be all in. But it's kind of neat because we have children that range from 18 to 22. So they're adult children and around the house a lot right now since school is out. Way more, I think, than would normally be. And, um, you know, it was just, it was a lot of fun watching the wrapping. You talked about wrapping before, but the wrapping that went on with my adult age kids yesterday and the, the, yeah. the, the playfulness and the joyfulness and the camaraderie. And, you know, um, you know, I'm looking forward. It's going to be a different time. It's going to be a whole different, you know, we always these big family gatherings. This is just going to be us hunkered down. You know, we're going to deliver a couple of meals to some people that can't get out. But um, then it's going to be us, and it, I think it's going to be it's going to be a joyous to celebrate, you know, our Savior coming to Earth, and mm-hmm. as a family to be together in, in, in a different time of joy. In this sadness, um, I, I just I, I take this time as precious because I know they're not going to be here. You know, they're going to be moving out, and it's just um, I can't believe how much time I'm having with them that I That's know good. I wouldn't get. They'd be out. You know, at the, yep. when you're 18 to 22, they're just not around the house. And it's exactly just, it's neat. It's neat. It's a blessing. It is, Jim. That's it's a great terrific. call. I mean, because I appreciate that. That's exactly what's happening in my house. And Kath, I know it's happening in your house as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Our kids are home. And yep. so these are precious days because soon and very soon they're gone. And so how often are we going to see them? So uh, this forced lockdown is good for families, I believe, uh, some, you know, especially families. some families, you know, but um, especially if your kids are older and, you know, you're not having to attend to their, you know, every moment, every moment movement that's a very good thing so 800-320-8255 uh howard uh, you're next uh, on the line uh, what are your thoughts please what are you doing oh, oh he's gone howard just left okay all right yeah that gives us a line open at 800-320-8255 800-320-8255 what are you doing for christmas what's mm-hmm. it gonna look like um i'm not gonna be a christmas eve service john for the first time in uh decades i can't think of the last time i wasn't at christmas eve service so no christmas eve service Mm -hmm. no we did i know a lot of churches right a lot of churches are you know it's kind of split 50 50 i'd say many churches are meeting many churches are choosing not to meet Mm -hmm. and what will you choose to do john well i'm of two minds i really i'd really like to be at, at a well my church is not meeting so uh i'll partake in the in the virtual service but I, I also would like to be in church. I don't know, Kath. I, I don't, that's kind of the, the heartache of the, of the time, right? I miss my wife and I were talking the other day. We miss our church family so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the you know, the gatherings, the conversations, the 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 stew of what it is to be a church family. I mean, I haven't seen people for a while, and so I'm really, really hungry to get back. Yeah, I agree. All right, we got Howard. Speaking of being back, Howard, yes. what are you doing for Christmas? Yeah, what's your plan? Just got done putting up the Christmas tree with my brother and 91-year-old dad and 89-year-old mom. Nice. Oh, that's awesome, uh, Howard. Just going to miss going to Christmas Eve service, but uh, there's going to be 20-some, 21 there uh, for Christmas instead of our usual 40 or 50. So which is okay. whoever's completely clear and one daughter had a little husband at work got exposed so her whole family can't make us. We're being smart and safe. And cautious. 
That's okay, smart. good. That's good. good. Well, Merry Those Christmas to you, Howard. Things to be. Merry Christmas, Howard. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I mean, just, God bless. Thanks for all you do. Bye-bye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Putting up the Christmas tree. Okay, Kath, uh, is your tree up yet? No, no tree up. Uh, we're, we're hoping to do that tomorrow on Christmas Eve. We're, we decided we want to see what it's like to be Anglican. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So well, then we'll have it up for the 12 days after that. And um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll just think it's such a great thing that that's the way we'll do it every year. Now, wait a second. There have been years I've been with you. Your Christmas tree was still up at the end of January. Oh, yeah, for sure. So you're not doing the 12 days. Well, I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. I've certainly never waited till <laughs> Christmas Eve to put my tree up. So, I yeah. mean, every, I don't think anything's off the table at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, okay. okay here's so- another. Th- here's another thing we decided to switch up this year. Yeah. Um, and we do have some lines open at 800-320-8255. Um, so every year on Christmas we do a Christmas ham, right? Yeah. And you and I both get our ham from Marsha at the Spring House because Love it's her. just Fabulous. that awesome. It's just it that is. awesome. But here's the thing: I usually have at least twenty people that I cook for on mm-hmm. Christmas, minimum twenty. Now I have four. There, I can't use the- no ham. There's no way I can do a ham. Right. This is not, it's completely impractical. It wouldn't even make any sense. Right. So we, so we were, I was thinking like, what are we going to do? How do we, anyway, I decided to completely blow the whole thing up and I'm making ravioli. No Christmas ham, just no ravioli. Christmas ham. No, we're doing Christmas ravioli. We're going to salute our Italian brethren. No, wait, you're doing pierogies on Christmas yes. Eve yes. and you're doing raviolis. Yes. On, it's the same thing. We're saluting the dumpling from multiple <laughs> cultures. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Well, we're going to do a Christmas lamb this year. Are you? Which my my family finds abhorrent. Why would mm-hmm. you eat a lamb at Christmas? Like that little baby. I'm like, well, I'm going to have a cow. I'm going to eat right. a pig. So somehow there's a, a disconnect. I don't know. Let's go back to the phones. Um, Mike, you're with us on the air. Uh, thanks for joining us. Merry Christmas to you. What are your plans for Christmas? Oh, we're going to meet just like we usually do. We have the the daughters, the grand, their husbands, and the grandkids, and we've been continually getting together. We're doing church. Um, our church opted to do two Christmas Eve services to split the crowd up some. That's good. And I think uh, we uh, we did a survey, you know, to see how the attendance would be, and I think it uh, worked out to be a good idea. It'll be. I hated to miss church on Christmas Eve, so yeah. uh, it's working out real well for us. That's really good. Okay, Thanks, great, Mike. Mike. Terrific. Thanks for your call. call. Yeah. Have a blessed Christmas. I mean, I think most people are going to do it a little different this year. So anyway, we need to step away, but wherever you are this year, I hope that you have a joyous Christmas and that Christ is with you and that you're surrounded by family and friends of some degree. Be right back. Stick around. We've still got a smidge ahead. It's right home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Springhouse in 84 means lots of activities. Although we don't look like elves, we certainly feel like Santa's helpers as we go about our daily chores. In the bake shop, we're making pie dough and pie fillings from scratch to produce the best homemade pies you've ever tasted. The favorites are raspberry, apple crumb, caramel walnut, pumpkin, and sour cherry. And we're also doing all kinds of breads and cookies for gifts or just for good eating. In the basket making area, we're putting together wonderful country gift baskets just popping full and top 
topped with beautiful bows. We like to say they're no fluff. They're just filled with good stuff. In the smokehouse, we're smoking round the clock our own hickory-smoked hams, turkeys, and even salmon. And I almost forgot we're also making our own eggnog with fresh milk from our own cows, and it's wonderful. Throughout the Springhouse store, we're filled with country gifts that will delight the young and the young at heart. Come to the Springhouse in 84 for an old-fashioned Christmas. Don't let pests scare away your business. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. When cold drives pests and rodents inside, Boo and his Bug Stoppers team has your business covered. Get a free quote on your pest control and sanitation plan for the upcoming year with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee to treat your problem until it's gone. When it comes to solving your pest problem, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. First Presbyterian Church is a beacon of light and love to this community. The message that I hear sustains me for the whole week. I love this church because of the diversity and the music and the people. The incredible beauty of the space. A warm, welcoming congregation. The people are amazing and truly love one another and Christ and our pastor preaches the gospel. I want everybody in Pittsburgh to come and experience. First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh, in the heart of the city, with the city in its heart. Merry Christmas. This is Dean Gartland, president of City Mission. It has been a challenging year. Thank you for supporting City Mission through these uncertain times. I'm reminded of the words of Jesus. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your generosity has helped us to be a light in the darkness for so many in need. The need is growing and City Mission will be there, but only with your continued support. Please visit us at citymission.org and let your light shine today. God bless you this Christmas season. When questions find you, Merrill Edge Self-Directed Investing has personalized tools and insights to help you find answers. Get started at MerrillEdge.com slash within reach. Merrill Lynch, Pierce, Fenner, and Smith Incorporated. Registered broker-dealer, member SIPC. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's 6.30 this evening. Bisberg premieres uh, part two with uh, Jonathan Wyatt, who is from Geneva College. Jonathan Watt. Jonathan Watt. Sorry, Jonathan. Jonathan Watt from Geneva College. Yes, Mike Howard will be hosting Bisberg this evening at 6.30, peeling back the curtain on Christmas. Terrific. We look forward to that. All right, so the time is winding down as we get closer to Christmas. Um, Mm -hmm. Name a thing that you're particularly looking forward to. John, I'll start with you. I am looking forward to turning off my phone and my laptop and not touching it. My, My target truly is five days away. Wow. Could I do five days away from all that clutter? That's my goal. Wow. Okay. But, uh, I'm going to shut that baby off. I'm looking forward to just not being connected in any way with that wired world. Wow. Kath, what about you? That's awesome. Uh, one thing I'm looking forward to. Um, I think that, you know, doing a, a, a I, Christmas has always been for me a really frenetic thing because I've, I've cooked for so many people for so long. Um, so it'll be really different to cook for four people. And I think, I don't know, I think I might like enjoy it a little. You know, mm-hmm. just yeah. 
you know, it, you know, the, the anxiety level being less. Yeah. A little music in the kitchen, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I might enjoy that. Mike, what do you think? Some one thing you're looking forward to. I am looking for well, my family, my mom and dad, unfortunately got stricken with COVID. Um, and I haven't seen them in, in months. So I am really looking forward to see them spending time with them and, oh, awesome. uh, and prayers to those who, uh, who don't get to have that opportunity this year yep. mm-hmm. too. I'm into that. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, we are so grateful that you are with us day in and day out as part of our, our broadcast family here. And uh, we certainly do not take uh, your presence for granted. Never. And so our, our hope is that as you move forward this Christmas season, that you are surrounded by those you love, that you are not lost, not lonely, not afraid. But most importantly, that you know the truth and the grace of Jesus Christ in your life. And you celebrate once again the Savior's entrance into this world. So on behalf of uh, Kath, Mike, and myself, a Merry Christmas to you and yours. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.